Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. are back with modern day abigails with a new episode Uh, my grandson learned the word episode the other day jana uh, joanna i can't even talk today anyway (laughs) he learned the word episode the other day so i'm like are we ready for another grandma's adventures with grandma we have a new episode what's an episode it's short stories but ladies as you listen to us you'll know that we are not short stories Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> In fact, we record so long that Ray gets five to six pod- weekly podcasts out of our stuff. And this is going to be a long... Get closer to the mic, girl. I'm, it's in my face. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry, ladies. This is real. We, we tell you every time we're, we're real. We like to chit-chat for a few minutes, get our mics all positioned, and and then I don't know. But yeah. Right, you're right. We we don't we take a while to chit chat so that Ray could get five or six episodes. And this one may not be out on time because uh, we had a lot going on this last couple of weeks. Right? Yep. All righty. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is so? We like to ask Joanna oh my awkward God. questions. Are you starting off yes. with a question? Yeah, we, we like to start off with awkward questions. Okay. Okay. So my awkward question oh, for dear. this one. Is I don't think I'm ready. You don't think you're ready? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, lay it on me. All right. When we think of children today compared to 100 years ago, what is the one difference we really see? And your answer may not be with the answer I have in my head, but I just want you to think about it. I want you ladies to think about it. Our kids today, what is the one thing you can think of that's really different today than it was like 100 years ago? They're disrespectful. Yes. Why do you? Oh, think was that the right answer? That's one of them. Okay, but, but it, well, that answer leads into what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. What is the what causes that disrespect? Well, one, they've got a selfish nature about them that I've never seen before. Right, which is the end times. We are actually going to discuss that in a little bit because this is the children that we're going to be seeing. But what else are we noticing with the parental structure? Oh, there's not any. Right. I don't know about you, Joanna. Let your kids make decisions. Well, first of all, when they're in diapers, they're not really old enough or have enough information of the world to make decisions. Right. And when they get older, you want them to make decisions, but you have to lead them into the right decisions. Yeah. But I've also, so what I've noticed is I don't see parents involved with their kids like they were 100 years ago or even 50 years ago or even when we were children. My parents were very involved, but you started seeing that where some parents were involved, some parents were not. And I really don't see a whole lot of parents very involved in their kid's life. Family was very important back then. Yeah, especially as the older they get. How many families actually still sit together and have a dinner? I don't know. We did. We did too. With my kids, but... But a lot of them, I'm not seeing that a whole lot now. You know? Mm. And so I think that's why, ladies, we had talked about it on the last episode. You are going to hear some snippets that we gave you some teasers on the last episode. But we're still talking about doing what's right, not what's easy. And fighting for our children, having that relationship 
It's not easy. In fact, I, I saw a quote the other day. I can't remember who was doing the quote. Reading a lot of quotes, and one of the things that they talked about is whoever said giving your life to Jesus was going to be a hunky dory road lied. <laughs> that is not when you're a follower of Jesus. It's a very narrow path. He goes, and it gets narrower and narrower the longer you go. It's a hard path. It's not easy. And we're going to talk about a lot, ladies. Say. If it is, you're very possibly not doing it right. Well, or you're following the wrong Jesus. If it's easy, you're following the wrong Jesus. You really are. We don't have a prosperity Jesus. No. If that's your Jesus, that you don't have the right Jesus. Right. And another person had said, you know, look what Jesus went through on earth. Why would we get less? If we're really, (laughs) truly following him, why would it be less? Right. And he even talks about how we will have troubles. We will have sorrows. We will have trials. Exactly. We will. We will have Not tribulation. Maybe, but we yeah. will. You know, we won't have to worry about the great tribulation or the, that, that day, that, that great tribulation, but regular tribulation all day long. All day long. So when we talk about this, ladies, we, we need to make sure we're up front on something. We're not perfect. We're just moms who learned a lot. We made a lot of mistakes. And we're sharing with you what, 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 what we wish we knew when we had our babies. And everybody's, every family's different. Everybody's child's different. We're not saying this is cookie cutter. We're just going to share some things. And one of the things we're going to talk about is something I don't believe is talked about in the church. Joanna, you can, you can key in on this one. The church has done a terrible disservice by not talking about warfare oh, and talking agreed. about demonic activity and how there is another whole spiritual realm that is invisible to our eyes, but yet we feel it. Our, Matter of fact, your husband just did a message on what is hell. Yes. And it was pretty rough. I I um, suggest or recommend y'all going to listen to it to Set for Life Radio. Yes. Dot com. Dot com. Um, you can go there and find the podcast. Find I think on YouTube, we have a, a Covery Chapel. Pearland has a YouTube channel. I don't know how that works. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Yeah, we do. That's yes. so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I hear about it. You know, that's right, because we have a friend who um, listens to it via, she watches it via YouTube. I do the podcast, so I I didn't realize that. Yeah. So check it out. It is a really good one. But there, I mean, our church really understands warfare. We have pastors in our church, or the founder of our church, and then our current pastor. um, They really talk about it. In fact, we get certain warfare that we we name it. We name (laughs) our warfare because we all know... (laughs) It's happening. And I've had one a young couple in the church. They looked at me and they're like, hey, when's such and such leaving? Because, well, the warfare is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, well, we all recognize it now. Yeah. So not what? leaving as in removing from no, the church. No, no, but no not leaving. Yeah. Visiting. Yeah, he was it was visiting a visitor. And <laughs> we needed the visitor to go home. Yeah, we already knew when the visitor comes <laughs> and goes, the warfare is horrible. And then there would be times. That because we, he's such a man of God yeah. and the enemy hates it. Exactly. And our church gets involved and we get yeah. participate. And I'm, I remember thinking there would be times where a week before we're like, what is going on? And then, you know, my husband would come up and goes, oh, by the way, our friend's coming in town. Oh, ding, oh, ding. No wonder now. Okay, now we get it. Makes sense. So we've been trying to learn. We love you, by the way. Yes, we know you that know. your family listens. We love you. Yes, and you probably know who we're talking about. <laughs> um, but the nice thing is, one of the things he's talked about is, okay, we are, we're all good about so-called defense, but where's your offense? So hard. 
offense is so hard. So that's why we're doing this podcast about fighting for children. Our actual next podcast is, um, please don't turn us off if you're not married. It is going to be about a lot about marriage. Uh, Sometimes I think maybe we did it backwards, but um, this is the way it happened because we thought about the marriage later on and we are going to do one. If you're not married, you need to still listen because you might get married. You may not, but married couples are going to need your help. God never intended us to be alone and by ourselves. He always intended for the body of believers of Jesus Christ to be together, to work together, to help each other. I mean, think about it. It was Anna the prophetess who was a widow all those years waiting to see baby Jesus. She prayed and fasted. That was her whole job. She was a part of that little married couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the next podcast, we're not going to talk about it much here, but it's it's going to be some um, pretty rough topics yeah, that heavy. we absolutely, yeah, heavy topics and we, but we need to share them. We need to, yes. um, it's going to cover a whole variety. Yeah. And it's another offense, of, the strategy of things. Cause yeah. it's going back to warfare. I mean, um, we can almost redo this series as, you know, uh, offense for warfare. Because that's what we're trying to do. And so we're starting with the children. I like that title. Office, offense for warfare in marriages. Oh, and children. We can do that. I'll tell yeah. when I tell right a thing, we're going to do offense and uh, uh, offense for our children or uh, offense and warfare for our children. Okay. Because we got to fight for them. Because remember, the enemy came. So to is s- this podcast number one? Yeah, apparently. Okay. We just named it, ladies. Thanks, y'all. Thank you for the help. Thanks for brainstorming with <laughs> yes, us. We, we love you, gals. Um, because we have to remember, the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. Um, he's going to go after your marriage. He's going to go after your children. Wherever is weak, the enemy is going to go attack it. He's going to go after it. So that's why, but by God, Jesus came to heal and, and those, to, to heal those brokenness. It can be healed, but we're going to have to allow it. And so here's, here's the first scripture I need you ladies to understand and see. And if you're like, hey, I don't have children, I should probably stop listening now. No, 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 no. Again, you might be an aunt. You might be a grandma. You might be a friend. You might teach children. You might teach children. And then you're sitting there going, there's no real children in my life. You know what? You can pray for the children that you do see. I have prayed for lots of children. I don't know their names, but I'll see them as they're walking to school. And I'm like, Lord, make sure those kids get to school safely. Let them have a good day, Lord. Oh, I do the same thing. How funny. It doesn't matter if you have kids in your life or not. You're going to see a kid because there's. I mean, although there's a lot of people not having children, they're decided to have dogs or cats instead, but there's still children out there. So please pray for the children you see, you know, might make all the difference in their day. So, and this is why we're doing this. It's in Titus 2, 1 through 5. Anna, we didn't pray. Oh, yeah, I got talking so much. You going to do it? Yeah, let me, let me pray real oh, quick thanks. before we get started. Look, Listen, through. ladies, this one has already been so rough and, and has we've been praying kicked the whole, our yeah. butt that we need to, we need yeah. to add and some. And I'm about to say, we've been praying for so much, prayer. I forgot we hadn't actually did it here. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you that we can come together and just speak about you, Lord, and, and um, help and educate and just love on these women. Lord, speak through us. If there's something in our notes that needs to be, Lord, just have us say it. Lord, um, we just love you, and we're just asking for a blessing on this time. And wisdom Father. and discernment. Yes, Lord, and we just give you all glory, and um, may your truth flow 
through us. In Jesus' sweet name, amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. right. Let's let's, try that whole Titus 2 thing again. Let's do it. All right. Titus 2, 1 through 5. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. Here's a semicolon, which means these sentences go together. It's not one or the other. They go together. The older women, likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. All right, I want to read that verse four one more time. That they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children. Okay. Um, Remember, this is a message about love and forgiveness, making a new way. This is this whole, this whole little chapter, this little section here in Titus is about relationship. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about admonish, it really means to push, to really encourage. Apparently, Joanne, I don't know if you ever realized this. It kind of hit me. Loving our husbands and loving our children is not natural. It's not like it's an instinct. It's also two very different things. Yes. Loving your husband is very different from loving your children. Yes. And so today we're going to talk about... And then each child is also different. Yes. So, so today it's about it loving the children. It's a little complicated. Yeah. And I raised four and they were all different. Exactly. I've only, <laughs> I only got to raise one and he just kept it real. Um, I always told him though, I said, you know, honey, if I ever had any more children, they're going to be a really great kid because I learned everything I needed to learn on, from you. <laughs> he taught me a lot. Uh, he's uh, a great guy. Yeah. Just and, love uh, him. They got the sweetest... Well, my little grandson, he's just the sweetest little thing. Just, just a sweet little family. Yes. I just love them. And, um, and, and, and that's because of the Lord. And that's what, one of the things we're going to talk about is some, him, that's the Lord. If it were up to just me, oh, that poor kid be screwed up and probably in prison. I was <laughs> messed up. I mean, and you're like, you know, you weren't messed up as me. No, but I had very uncontrolled emotions. It was very moody. And very revved up. It didn't take me much to get me get going. I'm calm and quieter now. I keep sometimes it, I'm like, is it my old age that I've gotten calmer? But really, honestly, it's because I switched my diet and I've been growing in the Lord. So I'm not that same yelly person who, I mean, I'm a type A personality. I, I somehow gave birth to a type B personality. Do you know what that's like? Do you, can you imagine the clashes, Joanna? Well, I don't really know what type a and type type b a is the means. go-getter we got to get things done let's hurry up and get it and, and type then, b is laid back easy going we're gonna get this it's gonna be okay type b people are typical managers because they know how to work with people and lead people where type a people are the ones who get the job done okay. give it to me let me run with it i'll get back to you as soon as i'm done okay i'm type a my brother's type b okay my son i'm trying to think i raised four kids but three were my stepchildren so one it was my son and I don't know what, I mean, he's a combo of both. Yeah, and it might be. But anyway, that's not the point. The point yeah, is, okay, is, off track. Is, yeah, well, um, the reason I'm saying this is, m- moms, you may not get your kid. Your child may not be like you. And if you have more than one child, please do not favor the child that's like you and forget the child who's not. That hurts. Mm-hmm. I've seen 
families who do that. And I see the hurt in a child's eyes I worked, and I grieve for them. I worked very hard, even though they were three of them were not mine. I did raise them and I worked very hard to, to not play favorites. And I didn't even did that when my friend, uh, son's friends would come over. I had one, he would come over and stay with us a couple of weeks every year because his mom would go on a mission trip, a medical mission trip. And I told him, I'm going to treat you as if you were my own. And he happened to be there when it was allowance day. You know, he got an allowance too. And he looked at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, told you I was going to treat you the same, you know? I mean, it's, if you're going to get in trouble, I'm going to, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. Right? You're going to get an allowance. You're going to get an allowance. You know, it's, it's going to work both ways. You're going to be mine because I'm going to love that child. Even though he wasn't mine, he was under my care. I'm going to love him. And I always have this rule. And if we ever get our own church building and we get our own kids room, it's going to have it on there. Rule number one, I return you the way I found you or in better condition. Right. <laughs> my rule. Reed's always there. I'm like, Grandma, I'm going to jump off. No, 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 no. You're not jumping off that. When your daddy, the EMT comes up, you can jump and do whatever you want, but I have to return you the way I found you or in better condition. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, he is, his daddy, who is an EMT, is very equipped to handle such oh. things, whereas Grana, not, Grana is not. Nope. Grana is not. I might have JJ's the book. not either. <laughs> I might have the book, but I, I, we're good. But um, that's what I want to talk about. So we're going to talk about loving our children. And um, like I said, Joanna, I might have, maybe I messed up and we should have done husbands first, but for some reason, no, the children came perfect. first before yeah. we started thinking about the husband one. Listen, the Lord knows it is what it is. Yeah. So anyway, this is about relationship. We're teaching you how to have a relationship with your children. I do not see relationships today in children. I don't see relationships in TV. I don't see the relationship in movies with children. It's like, oh, after they get to a certain age, I don't have to worry about you. No, no. I've learned the older the child gets, the deeper the relationship should be. Because they need you. They need to know they can call upon you when they need help. They need to know, hey, I just screwed up. I need to go to my mom yeah. or, or my maybe dad. I'm sick and I need, yeah. need help. help. Um, and it could, yes, exactly. And then um, because if we teach our children not to have a relationship with us, they're not going to have a relationship with God. Their first thought is not going to go, oh my gosh, I screwed up. I need to go to God. They're going to hide. They're going to lie and they're going to hide it because they don't understand relationship. And Jesus is about a relationship. He is not about religion. He is not here about religion. He could care less about religion. He's here for relationship. And that's why it says here at the end of that chapter, it said that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Blasphemed means not showing respect. You know, if we call ourselves believers, then we should respect God's word and do what he says to do. So we are teaching you how to love your children. Um, in our next episode, we'll talk about loving husbands. Um, our children are in danger. And just, um, you know, some of it, you know, abortion on demand, sex trafficking, abandonment. There's so much more than that. And, and, and like I said, when we are talking about the spiritual battle, I've been reading the book of Job. I'm not done with it. So if you hear me say something in your life, but that, 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 hey, hey, I'm still getting through it. I'm not there yet. But I'm realizing that the book of Job is one, it's a spiritual battle. When Satan can go to God and say, hey, guess what? And God goes, hey, have you checked out Job? You know, do whatever you want as long as you don't kill him. Um, that's a spiritual battle. And the Lord didn't do that because he mean he was mean and didn't like Job. He had a very, very specific reason, which yeah. we're not even going to go into. No, because we're not studying the book yeah. of Job. But he did it for a plan. And a lot of people talk about how this is about suffering and about tragedy. Yeah, that's in the book. But the end game is restoration. The Lord restored everything back to Job and his wife. Shaping poor, and molding. Yeah, and... Poor, poor thing. She was just along for the ride. 
which is why we should be praying for our husbands who are ahead of the, from head to toe. Like I said, that's another episode, but that's why we have to worry about, that's why we have to pray and really think, have this relationship with our children. Think about it. His, his children were the ones attacked. They didn't mention Job had any grandchildren. So I don't know how young these children were. They could have been very young. I mean, he talked about his sons and the sisters would come over. Well, maybe the sisters were little. So people seem to have this idea that children are immune to warfare. Who wrote that? Because I've never seen that in the Bible. Oh, no, it starts young. They start young. And I know the enemy starts talking to children young. I was one of them he started talking to. He started talking to you when you were young. Oh, at least four or five. Yeah, exactly. And our children are not immune to spiritual warfare. We'd like to think they're immune, but they're not. Um, I didn't recognize it, but I know now. Right. Yeah, exactly. I didn't recognize it then, too, but now I do. And like I said, the, the church has really done a terrible job of teaching warfare. So our children are getting attacked by the enemy with the world around them. And we're sitting there trying to handle it differently. Now, there is, I'm not going to talk about, there's some children that just need to be disciplined, okay? I'm not talking about um, discipline here, even though that's the word of discipleship. We should be discipling our children in discipline. But some of it is, is spiritual warfare. And you have to fight that very differently than you just fight a bad behavior. Oh, well, I told you not to stick a screwdriver in the light socket now we need to do something about it i'm not talking about that i'm talking about when you're you can tell that there's something going on with your child and it's unexplainable um a behavior issue that you usually children i've been reading up on this too a lot of children who have behavioral issues is because there's an underlying issue that they have a need that needs to be addressed some of it i think it's just the enemy is poking on the children i know children yeah. who are getting nightmares. You know, there could be something going on that happened to your child, just like you had a situation yes. with your child. Um, and me. I didn't tell my parents. My parents didn't know what happened. Mm-hmm. So you're right. could be something that happened. That's why you got to talk to your children. What's going on? If you have a deep relationship with your children, you know, I remember in kindergarten, this little girl mooned us in the bathroom. I was mortified. I had a, a sense of um, modesty even when I was younger. That's why I think I was saved when I was really little. Because that just mortified me that she would even do that. That was just wrong. The other girls could care less. Well, I tried to tell my mom about it. I was so mortified. I was having a hard time trying to tell her. And um, when I did finally tell her, she kind of laughed and hurt my feelings. Well, as a parent now, I understand why she laughed. She was so grateful it wasn't worse. Joanna, (laughs) I realized that. I'm like, oh my gosh, she probably thought some guy was in the bathroom with me or something. And and she had all these horrible ideas in her head. And then when I tell her it was just a little girl who mooned me, she was so relieved. A girl your age? (laughs) Yeah. She was just relieved. Yeah, I wasn't that little kindergarten kid. Personally, I think there's an issue with the child if they're going to. I was going to say, yeah, there's something going on with that child. Um,. Let me see. So anyway, we have to be in constant prayer. We're, we're not just everyday parents, grandparents, aunts, or friends, but rather we are in the last days. Before you say that, you know, that they we're saying that we have X years. Um, I'm not trying to put a date or a time. I'm just saying we are in the end times. I'm not going to brew a pot of coffee. We can discuss that later. Um, I'm talking about fighting for our children. If you are more, you know, if you really want to know more about the end times or the end days, uh, we recommend you go to watchtherefore.tv. We know the people. They're not weirdos we know them personally our families have interacted our kids are friends 
but their program really goes and addresses the end times, how to prepare for it, what to do. He even has books on it. If you're a book reader, he has books on it. Um, but we want to, we want to, so we want to stay biblical in all of this. So we're not talking about, we're not going to discuss why I think it's the end days. I'm just saying, let's, let's look at what Second Timothy said. But I think you have some comments, don't you? Oh, I just, I'm, um, I was just going to elaborate on what you said earlier about when it, it starts young. Um, w- the enemy doesn't start on us when we're adults. He starts on us when we're young because that's when we're mm-hmm. the most vulnerable. That's when we're the most unrealizing what is going. I'm not, I'm not actually reading my notes, and I see that you're scanning. Okay. <laughs> I'm winging it. Don't go wing it. Wing it. <laughs> um, Another song. Wing a wit. Wing it. I'm oh, sorry. I've never. I don't. It's know. the lion sleeps tonight. Okay. In the jungle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Sorry. You're right. Okay. Anyway, so the enemy starts on our children when they are young. Yes. They don't recognize it, but we certainly might, but not realize what's going on. But, you know, he doesn't wait until we're older. And no, he starts when we are young and can't figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. And so by the time that we are older, we are very possibly, I myself included, is an, we're an absolute mess. Right. We are so far from God. Um, that we can't figure out what's going on and it's normal to us and it's okay to us because it's normal. But in reality, he already knows that, um, well, first of all, the enemy is, he flat out knows that he cannot defeat God. It's already been proven. He's already tried. He's now in hell created specifically for him. And, but he can render us useless Mm -hmm. and why not start when we're vulnerable? Right. And if he can get the children, Broken. No one is immune exactly. to this, by the and, way. And if he can get the children broken at an early age, there are non-functioning broken adults. Absolutely. And hurt people hurt people. Yep. So then that's why my ministry, my heart is always for the children. Because if I can help the children know who Jesus is and disciple them in who Jesus is and show them the word of God at an early age. And I'm not talking about the cute stories that everybody reads. I'm talking about here is the word of God and put it in their life then the less likelihood of them being broken adults and then the less likelihood of them passing that brokenness to their family. But Jesus came to heal a broken heart. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's not too late. Jesus came to heal the broken heart. We, all we have to do is ask him to. I agree. So, and you're right that, you know, if we look at other countries, you know, if you watch the news on other countries, um, I like what you said, they're teaching their kids. Oh, you like what I wrote, but didn't say go for it. (laughs) It's very early age. Yeah. They are teaching them how to kill people at a very early age. They're teaching them how to hate from the very beginning of their birth. Mm -hmm. Why are we as believers in Jesus not teaching our children how to love and respect and to know who Jesus is from the beginning of the womb like they are with hating? Why can't we do that with love? Listen, the the enemy uses, if you pay attention and if you know him, he uses military tactics. He uses the same ones over and yes. over and over. So he, it works. Yeah. He may change the person's name or the scenery, right. but the tactic is still the same. Yeah. And he uses those tactics starting at a very young age. I personally can remember all the way back to when I was um, four or five years old when the enemy started on me. He started on my son when he was four or five years old. Yeah. I, I witnessed it. I didn't realize what it was because I wasn't a Christian. I know what it is now. Right. 
And then if, if you don't have a parent who's really watching and talking to their kids and paying attention, the enemy is going to do. He went through Eve to get to Adam. Why would he not go through our children to get to us? And if we're spending all of our time trying to 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 parent our child the wrong way, then we're ignoring everything else that's going on. So that's why it's so important to make sure that we understand what type of children are in the end time so that we can rescue those kids from this trait. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 9. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, will come, not like might, might be, could be, it, it will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Does any of this sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Sorry, keep going. No, just (laughs) turn on the news or turn on the TV. Unloving, unforgiving, slanderers. Hello. I must say, watch in November. (laughs) The elections are coming up soon. Wait for the slandering. Without self-control. See that everywhere. Brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, halty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power and from such people turn away. We're not even supposed they says from such people we're supposed to turn away. We're not supposed to be interacting with them. We're supposed to be different and holy. We're supposed to be set apart. Um, so if we're we're not supposed to be around those people, we shouldn't be watching those TV shows. We shouldn't be watching those movies. Um, we need to protect our children from that. Why do we put our children in places to hurt them? You know, if we if they have a friend who is just, I mean, yes, we're all sinners. I get it. We got to get saved. But why throw your children into it? Why throw them into temptation? Why, if they have a little friend that is just ungodly, unliving, loving, and, and brutal? Why let your child hang out with them? You know, Stevie, when we were the neighborhood we lived in, we didn't have a whole lot of kids. And so even though we were down the street from the school, he went to a different school. Um, thanks for my parents. We, we worked out a deal instead of rent. I got to put him in a private school because I knew I couldn't be at home with him. I n- at least needed to do something to have as close to people who thought like I did. Well, one of the kids was a great kid. He was allowed to play with him. But this other kid... Um, there's something not right. In fact, um, his, his dad came over one day and I'm, I, I immediately put my son behind me. I couldn't tell you why. I just knew I needed to put him behind me and get him safe. My poor child had, I don't tell you how many times I had put my hand around him and get him behind me until one day he got bigger than me and he put me behind him. <laughs> I tried to put him behind me. And he looked at me like, what are you, what are you doing? He put me behind him. Um, it was going to protect yeah, his mama. Cause there was so many creepy, but anyway, this, there was something not right. And these kids did not have a godly attitude and um, I wouldn't let him play with them. I didn't. And I told him, don't you go near them. Don't go ever go in their house. Do not ever go in their house. I was adamant about that. Don't do it. If the other nice kid is playing with those kids, don't play with them. And um, that kid wound up giving them some type of pill to try. I said, really, what happened? He goes, I got such a bad headache. I said, thank God you're in pain. You didn't do that crap again. did you? You didn't do that stuff again, did you? And uh, he learned a lesson. And he learned. And then later on, as he got older, he really did. He would thank us. Hey, thank you for teaching me to be, uh, to be obedient. And he gave us a reason why he was thankful. Thank you for telling me not to date that girl. He gave, us, he gave us the reason. So you know what? Your children may not like it at the beginning, but when they get older, suddenly they're happy. They're, they're th- they thank you. So anyway, he says, from such people, turn away. It means get away from them. 
uh, 2 Timothy 3, verse 6. For of this sort are those who creep, get it, creep, means that it's not like bold, they're creeping in to households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lust, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Those are the ones who read but don't do. They're just, they're just like, oh, I read this cute story. Oh, look at this scripture. You don't even know what that scripture is in context with. There's a new one going around that if when you read, I forgot which one it was, but when you go to the actual scripture, you're like, well, that's not even close what they're talking about. Um, now as Janus and Jabris resisted Moses, so do those who resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will process no further for their folly will be manifested to all as there as well so was. I'm just letting you know, ladies, this is what our children are fighting. This is the world our children are living in. And I, I really get disheartened when I hear like, oh, millennials, millennials are like this. Millennials are like this. We have children who are millennials. And yeah. I know a lot of kids who are not like that, but they're grouped into it. And it's harder for them to show them that I'm set apart. I'm different. And and since we are in end times and the devil has ramped up, because if we as Christians realize we're in end times, the devil who watched the Bible being written. <laughs> right. Um, is fully aware we are in 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 uh-huh. times and he has also ramped up. So we yes. have to be offensive and ramp up even more yes. than he's ramped up. Right. And, and paying attention. Now, here's the problem, ladies. When you read that list, is that any of you? Because if we're not going to display Jesus to our children, how else are they going to learn it? You know, there's a lot of churches out there. They're not displaying Jesus. They're just tickling ears. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to the churches that Want really that are. money. Mm-hmm, and when you go to those churches who do, who do teach this, they're usually far in between and the warfare gets high. And, they'll, and they leave because they're like, oh, no, I want the big churches. I don't have conviction there. I don't have the warfare there. Yeah. And, and, and this is not to scare you. This is to get you going. This is supposed to help you pray, to get moving along, to see what the Lord's showing you so you can take new actions, different steps. A Bible-believing church is very, very different Mm -hmm. than a a lip service church. Right. Because the enemy's going to attack you because he doesn't want you doing your job. So as we're going through this, we, we found... Um, actually, one, two, three, four women we're going to talk about. Two of them come together because we need to fight for our preborn. We need to fight for our little children. And we need to fight for our children as we're raising them with eternity in mind, our older, even as the children get older. Don't think you're never stopped being a parent. We're still parents, even when if our children leave the house, we're still a parent. I don't know about you, Joanna, but I can still hear the word mom in a grocery store and I turn my head. Yeah. <laughs> or if I, and I, and I listen yeah. the way they're talking because I have found quite a few little lost children because I hear their voice and I'm like, oh, that's not a child saying, hey, mom, I want this. This is a child who's looking for their mom. My favorite was, a, he, he had to be about three and I found him by himself. And I'm like, okay, okay. What's your mommy's name? Uh, mommy. <laughs> I mean, duh. Yeah, duh. <laughs> and like, Ray's like, well, he's, he, you asked. He's not so wrong. <laughs> this kid was running around and um, he was very headstrong. You can tell he was a headstrong little kid. I felt bad for his mama. I just followed him until we found her. 
And she just looked at me and she just shook her head. <laughs> I'm like, don't get it. <laughs> you know, I was at a store one day and I saw this mom. I'm like, oh, she's so cute. Did you find her in the, what aisle did you find her in? She goes, why, you want her? You want to take her? And I just, she goes, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I said, she doesn't sleep at night, does she? No, no, this child doesn't sleep. I said, it's okay. I understand. I'll be praying for you. Yeah. I felt so bad for that mom when she was tired, you know, but, um, so that's why we want to start looking in the Bible. How does God see it? Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encouraged you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over. Thank you.